Okay. Good evening and welcome to the July 27th, 2022 hybrid meeting of the San Francisco Board of Appeals. President Rick Swig will be the presiding officer tonight and he is joined by Commissioner Tina Chang and Commissioner John Trasvina. Commissioner Jose Lopez and Commissioner Alex Lemberg are absent this evening. Also present is Deputy City Attorney Brad Russi, who will provide the board with any needed legal advice. At the controls is the board's legal assistant, Alec Longway, and I'm Julie Rosenberg, the board's executive director. We will also be joined by representatives from the city departments that will be presenting before the board this evening. Tina Tam, the deputy zoning administrator representing the planning department, and Matthew Green, acting chief building inspector with the Department of Building Inspection. The board meeting guidelines are as follows. The board requests that you turn off or silence all phones and other electronic devices so they will not disturb the proceedings. No eating or drinking in the hearing room. Appellants, permit holders, and department respondents each are given seven minutes to present their case and three minutes for a rebuttal. People affiliated with these parties must include their comments within these seven or three minute periods. Members of the public who are not affiliated with the parties have up to three minutes each to address the board and no rebuttal. Time may be limited to two minutes if the agenda is long or if there are a large number of speakers. Mr. Longway, our legal assistant, will give you a verbal warning 30 seconds before your time is up. Four votes are required to grant an appeal or to modify a permit or determination. If you have questions about requesting a rehearing, the board rules, or hearing schedules, please email board staff at boardofappeals at sfgov.org. Now, public access and participation are of paramount importance to the board. SFGov TV is broadcasting and streaming this hearing live, and we will have the ability to receive public comment for each item on today's agenda. SFGov TV is also providing closed captioning for this meeting. To watch the hearing on TV, go to SFGov TV cable channel 78. Please note that it will be rebroadcast on Fridays at 4 p.m. on channel 26. A link to the live stream is found on the homepage of our website at sfgov.org forward slash BOA. Now public comment can be provided in three ways. One, in person. Two, via Zoom. Please go to our website and click on the Zoom link. Or three, by telephone. Call 1-669-900-6833 and enter webinar ID 865-9518-7649. And again, SFGov TV is broadcasting and streaming the phone number and access instructions across the bottom of the screen if you are watching the live stream or broadcast. To block your phone number when calling in, first dial star 67, then the phone number. Listen for the public comment portion for your item to be called and dial star 9, which is the equivalent of raising your hand so that we know you want to speak. You will be brought into the hearing when it is your turn. You may have to dial star 6 to unmute yourself. You will have two or three minutes, depending on the length of the agenda and the volume of speakers. Our legal assistant will provide you with a verbal warning 30 seconds before your time is up. Please note that there is a delay between the live proceedings and what is broadcast and live streamed on TV and the internet. Therefore, it is very important that people calling in reduce or turn off the volume on their TVs or computers. Otherwise, there is interference with the meeting. If any of the participants or attendees on Zoom need a disability accommodation or technical assistance, you can make a request in the chat function to Alec Longway, the board's legal assistant, or send an email to boardofappeals at sfgov.org. Now the chat function cannot be used to provide public comment or opinions. Please note that we will take public comment first from those members of the public who are physically present in the hearing room. Now we will swear in or affirm all those who intend to testify. Please note that any member of the public may speak without taking an oath pursuant to their rights under the Sunshine Ordinance. If you intend to testify at any of tonight's proceedings and wish to have the board give your testimony evidentiary weight, raise your right hand and say I do after you've been sworn in or affirmed. 
Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to give will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Okay, thank you. If you are a participant and you're not speaking, please put your Zoom speaker on mute. So, commissioners, we do have one housekeeping item. Item number six, appeal number 22-046, subject property, 737 Pine Street, has been withdrawn and will not be heard tonight. So we are now moving on to item number one, which is general public comment. This is an opportunity for anyone who would like to speak on a matter within the board's jurisdiction, but that is not on tonight's calendar. Is there any member of the public who would like to provide public comment? Uh, please raise your hand. Okay, I don't see any hands raised, so we'll move on to item number two. Commissioner, comments and questions? Commissioners, any uh, comments and questions uh, beyond uh, after I uh, get done uh, welcoming our newest commissioner, John Tresvenia. Uh, we're very happy to have you, and we wish you the best of luck. Um, and I, I would read your resume, but it would take the next two hours. And amazingly, I will only say he's an, uh, an amazingly accomplished human being, and we are very pleased to have him on our panel. Thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, President Swig, uh, for those kind comments, and I just wanted to say how, um, how impressed I am with uh, all those who have been involved with my arrival here, uh, including the mayor and, and president uh, of, or the chair of the Rules, Rules Committee of the Board of Supervisors, Aaron Peskin. I was able to be confirmed yesterday and I'll be able to be sworn in today. I am very much appreciative of, of Julie's work and, and uh, the expertise that I've seen shown uh, by everyone who, who I've seen thus far. And I have experience in variety of, of issues in, in law and public policy. I do know that uh, the people who are here in the audience, the people who are watching, those who have business before the the commission and before the board, uh, it's very important to them. And I, I respect the importance, uh, whether it's their livelihood or whether it is their home or their neighborhood. And I hope that I can fulfill the shoes of the great Ann Lazarus, uh, the person whose, whose term I am, who I am succeeding has done tremendous for, for, this, for this board and for this commission and, for, and for, for the city. And I look forward to our work together ahead. Thank you, Thank Mr. You. President. Tina. Thank you. Any further commissioner comments? Just to add my, welcome, my warm welcome to you as well, uh, I, I look forward to sitting alongside <coughs> you for the next few weeks um, before I step down. And I guess I was remiss to not um, say farewell to Ms. Lazarus, who, like you said, served tremendously. So I wanted to put some words out there for um, for Anne as well and thank her for her many years of, of very great service on the board. Great. That's and it. I'd like to wrap it up by, by uh, showing equal appreciation uh, to Anne Lazarus. Uh, she is a, a great example of public service. I don't know how many commissions that she has served on and for, for many years. I know that under Mayor Moscone, uh, she was the commission, the, the person in charge of putting people on commissions. So that that would give you an idea of the tenure uh, that uh, that Anne has had with the city, uh, and uh, she's uh, she's given a great gift to the city and its citizens through her public service, and we thank her for that. Thank you. Is there any public comment on this item? Please raise your hand. 
Okay, I don't see any public comments, so we'll move on to item number three, the adoption of the minutes. Commissioners before you for discussion and possible adoption are the minutes of the July 20th, 2022 meeting. Anybody like to <coughs> approve them? Move to approve. Okay. Uh, is there any public comment on Commissioner Chang's motion to approve the minutes? Please raise your hand. I don't see any public comment. So on that motion, Commissioner Trosvina? Aye. President Swig? Aye. Okay, that motion carries three to zero and the minutes are adopted. We are now moving on to item number four. This is appeal number 22-047, Linda Matsumura versus Department of Building Inspection with Planning Department approval, subject property 515 Third Avenue, appealing the issuance on June 10th, 2022 to Justin Lee of an alteration permit. New deck, 10 feet by 14 feet at rear, less than 10 feet in height. All work performed at rear yard. This is permit number 2022-06085905. And we'll hear from the appellant first. And I understand that she is joining us by phone. She's caller user three. Thank you. Okay, Ms. Matsumura, please go ahead. You need to unmute yourself. Please press star six. Okay. Please go ahead. You have seven minutes. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Linda Matsumura. I'm appealing the deck at 515 Third Avenue. I was briefly away from home taking care of an ill friend, and I returned to find a large deck had been built at the rear of 515 Third Avenue next to my backyard porch. Windows were converted to glass doors and a stairway built from the deck to the backyard near the existing porch stairway. I then found a notification of structural addition in the mail and discovered that the deck was completed before the appeal period had ended. The attached application for building permit additions, alterations, or repairs was for 620 Myra Way in a different neighborhood. Despite numerous requests, I have not received a copy of the approved application for 515 3rd Avenue to review and determine if code was met. I filed an appeal with pictures of the deck. However, there was no opportunity to address concerns before construction. Neighbors' privacy and security were not taken into consideration. There is a direct line of sight across, over, and into my property. People on the deck would be able to see me inside my home without warning at eye level, an invasion of privacy. The space between the deck and my porch is less than 58 inches. I do not feel safe with no barrier between the deck and my porch. Neighboring houses were built similarly and do not have decks such as this one. A newly constructed deck does not fit in the character of the neighborhood and results in an invasion of privacy. As a retiree, I enjoy spending time in my backyard garden, especially during these times of pandemic when it is a health risk to go out to other places. People on that deck would substantially decrease my quality of life as close proximity of people on that deck looking over me in my garden would greatly intrude on my sense of peace and security. On June 28th, I received a text from Artin who texted he is the 515 3rd Avenue designer. On June 30th, we spoke and he said that the property owner offered to build a 10 feet high fence. My response was that if the property owner will provide an approved permit to build a 10 feet high wood fence the length of the backyard and legally binding written agreement to complete fence construction before tenant use of the deck, I will consider his offer. On July 6th, Artin texted, 10 feet is too high and six feet is the best the owner can do. 
My response was that the existing fence is six feet deck level and does not provide privacy from the deck. On July 8th, Barton texted, if I want privacy, I put up a 10-foot fence. I provided a brief but have not received a written response from the property owner. Regarding usage of the deck, for many years, there has been frequent turnover of individual tenants renting rooms, despite the building being zoned as RH2, two-family. Due to the transitory nature and number of individual tenants, there would not be stability as to who would be able to access the deck and see into my property, which is disconcerting. I want to enjoy my retirement in peace and have privacy respected. Strangers on this deck able to look into my property and watch over me will negatively impact my quality of life. The photos that I submitted and may be seen now with Alex's assistance show the proximity of the large deck from my porch, from my backyard at ground level, and from inside my home, demonstrating the intrusiveness I would endure if people on the deck were allowed to be so close to my property without a barrier. If this deck was built to code, I am requesting that the board grant my appeal to decrease the intrusiveness of the deck by requiring the property owner build a 10 feet high fence between the two properties and add a solid privacy screen on the side of the deck facing my porch from the deck floor to a height of six feet before tenants use the deck to protect my privacy and security while I am inside or outside my home and all additional construction must be to code. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Are you finished? Yes. Thank you. Okay, we will now hear from the permit holder. Mr. Lee or Mr. Arton Chen, your representative? You have seven minutes. Yes, I believe I sent them slides, uh, Alex, some slides this evening. Okay, yes, we'll get the slides ready. Okay, we have the we have the slides up. Do you see? Yes. Okay, so we'll start now. Yes. Good evening, commissioners. My name is Artin, and I'm the designer of 515 Dirt Avenue Rear Deck. Next slide, please. The deck proposed to the city planning department and building department meets the code of less than 10 feet of height and with a five feet side setback, thus approved over the counter. This is the current as-built photo, measuring five feet away from the neighbor or our property line. Next slide, please. The, the, uh, the appellant property currently has about a 32-inch setback, and with my five-feet setback, it makes a total setback of seven feet, 10 inches. Thus, because of the five-feet setback, there should be enough privacy for both of our neighbors. Next slide, please. So this is the actual rear picture of how the deck is. It's currently about less than eight feet in height. And as you can see, only one sliding door has been proposed within the deck, meaning only one bedroom has access to the deck. So it will not have the whatever the appellant has concerns of privacy and security. So simply if only one person is living in that one bedroom, only that one person can have access to the deck. The deck is actually about seven feet by 14 feet in width, and then there's three feet of stairs to come down of the deck due to egress issues. Uh, next slide, please. So the neighbor mentioned about the characteristics of this house. The adjacent neighbor actually has a two-story deck 
um, and it spans even more out to the backyard for many, many years. And, um, and if you go down to the next slide, please. That is the aerial view of the whole neighborhood. Uh, 513, I believe, is the appellant. She has no deck in the back. Uh, the red is approximately the deck size. And as you can see from the 507 3rd Avenue, there's a huge porch there already, existing porch and shed. And 523 3rd Avenue has a two-story deck. Both the current deck proposed to the city planning meets the rear yard setback and the side setback. Uh, next slide, please. So I tried to reach out to the appellant numerous of times and we only got to text a couple of times and one 10 minute short phone call. Uh, having the neighbor to pay for the six feet fence is a really huge step for us uh, because if the appellant is uh, very scared for privacy and everything, I told her that she can build a 10 foot feet fence on her side and, it's, and, the, and the owner has no question. And in the future, if the appellant wants to make a deck to enjoy the sun, enjoy the sunshine in the yard, the, the current owner, Mr. Lee, 100% support her, her, uh, her addition of the deck. And we would love to share our plans and design for the approval of the deck as well, if the appellant requested. Um, thank you, commissioners. And if you have any questions, please let me know. Okay, President Swig has a question. Uh, <clears throat> yes, one of the requirements of, of the Board of Appeals is that there is a submission of a, a brief uh, by both the appellant and the permit holder? Um, uh, you did not, sir. Uh, you did not submit a brief, as I noticed. Is there a reason that you did not submit a brief? Uh, because uh, the neighbor, or sorry, not a neighbor, the owner does not speak much English to begin with, and I was called suddenly, like yesterday, to be part to represent on behalf of the owner. Um, the owner. English is not his first language, so that's why I'm representing him on tonight. Um, a brief, I mean, I can write a brief for you tonight, this evening, to share about my story, but the presentation I just presented will exactly match the brief. Okay. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry that your owner uh, does not have uh, English as a, as a first language or as a language with which he is familiar, uh, but the, the rules are the rules, and I unfortunately have to bring that to your attention. Uh, so secondly, and to notice that the reason that we have a requirement for a brief is that so we can properly prepare to support your needs as well as the, uh, the needs of the appellants. And so when there is not a brief, it places us on this panel at a significant disadvantage and therefore places you at a, a disadvantage because we're not prepared, and um, which is why we asked for a brief. So um, uh, this, this may or may not work to your... Uh, your your client's uh, advantage, but it is a disability, and we don't uh, uh, for ourselves. And quite frankly, it's not appreciated. Um, I have a question: uh, How did this how did this deck did this deck get built without a permit? The the appellant uh, claims that uh, the appellant claims that uh, she came home from. A break and suddenly there's a brand new deck in the backyard. Uh, wow. Was this was this deck built without a permit, and then you got a, uh, the permit as 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 an afterthought, or what? What is the chronology of the the building of this deck, please? Uh, first and foremost, my apology to all of your commissioners, as the owner was suddenly last minute that we did not provide a brief. But as I mentioned, a brief can be provided upon this hearing. 
And to address your uh, your comment, uh, we actually got the permit approved first, and then we paid for the permit. Then the contractor, the next couple of days, built it. So the deck can be built in less than three, four days. So it was a span of two weeks until I believe I filed the permit on June 8th. And two weeks later, I got an appeal. The last day to file appeal, the owner filed, or the, the neighbor filed appeal two weeks later. So the deck was already built. We did not build any deck until we have the approval from the city planning and building department. That's why the, the deck you see was as built per plan. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. We will now hear from the planning department. Good evening, President Sway, members of the board, Tina Tam, Deputy Zoning Administrator. <clears throat> 515 Third Avenue is a two-story over basement, two-family dwelling in the Orange 2 Zoning District and a 40X Heightened Boke District. Constructed in 1906, the property is a potential historic resource. The permit is to construct a new one-story deck and stairs at the rear of the property. The new deck measures about 14 feet wide and 10 feet deep. The new deck is also pulled in five feet from the south and about 15 feet from the, from the south side property lines. The appellant is the neighbor to the north, and her concern is about privacy. With regards to new decks in general, the department understands that there are going to be some loss of privacy to neighboring properties, um, and that's to be expected. Based upon the design of the proposed deck, the department believes it is compatible with the neighborhood character. It's also consistent with the other decks in the immediate vicinity, as well as decks that are routinely reviewed and approved over the counter by the city. Um, there are decks directly to the south and west of the subject property. They are taller. There are two stories in height, um, one story taller than the proposed one-story deck. The new deck is located entirely within the buildable area of the lot. It measures less than 10 feet in height, and like I mentioned, it's set back from both side property lines. Um, and no neighborhood notification is required. The project complies with the planning code. It's consistent with the residential design guidelines, and the department respectfully asks that the board deny the appeal and uphold the issuance of the permit. Thank you. President Swig, do you have a question? Uh, Sorry. Can you help me with the chronology here? Um, I understand that the, 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 uh, we've seen many of these decks before. You're absolutely right that they are, um, this is typical, if there is such something that's typical. Uh, you're absolutely right that there are other uh, decks in the in the neighborhood, so this isn't this isn't the the, the first uh, venture in, into this area, um, and it and it doesn't uh, and, and it pro and it probably I'm taking your word for it, but I'm sure it does comply. Uh, but tell me about the chronology and and for the the information of the the appellant. So um, the the appellant the appellant goes away, the appellant comes back and surprises a deck. Um, but she still has the time, uh, according to the law, to uh, appeal the, the permit. Um, should, should have the, the permit holder um, waited until the, uh, the appeal period was over to complete the deck uh, so that, uh, for all intents and purposes, a legal deck was built um, a legal de deck was built, but it was built before the the 
the, the neighborhood had a chance to appeal. G give me some help on that. What's legal, what's not, what we should do, what we should do about this? Sure, that, that's a really good question. So based upon the information that we have, the permit was issued, it's an issued permit, on June 10th, 2022, and, um, and the permit applicant can, with an issued permit, start construction. They do take the risk of someone appealing and then having to stop and come before the board um, for, for, the, for the outcome. Um, I don't have the exact date of when the appellant filed her appeal. Sounds like it might have been the last day of the, the appeal period. Um, and I don't have exact information about when the, belt, the deck was built, conceivably bef between the time um, the permit was issued and the time when the appeal was filed. Um, but they do technically have an issue permit. I can let Mr. Green more as this is more of his sort of jurisdiction okay and maybe the next question is uh, as well so um, when it comes to privacy issues again uh, we've seen these decks built before they're up to code neighbors aren't happy uh, they appeal and um, uh, I've, I've seen a lot worse than what's presented today um, but uh, what what is the what is the responsibility of the 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 builder of the deck, and this is for the appellant to know, to uh, to build uh, a privacy screen? I mean, we can we we can ask because we have that the right. This commission has the right to ask to build a privacy screen. Um, but what is what is the legal responsibility of a a permit holder for a deck just like this, which is typical mm -hmm. to build a privacy screen or to build a fence or, mm -hmm. or, or any of that? There isn't anything typically, um, technically required in the planning code for, for, for something like this in terms of um, preserving or protecting more privacy from one neighbor to another. Um, we generally encourage both parties, both neighbors, to resolve it on their own. Um, we don't generally interfere. Um, and we hope that, you know, something does come out of it in terms of a design that would work for both parties. It seems like there was discussions between the two parties about building something between, but then ultimately it sounds like one of the parties did not want to move forward. But there's no requirement from the, from the side of the city, from the planning department side, to require something like that, like a privacy fence that's 10 feet tall, et cetera. Right, so this, this, this would... <clears throat> this dispute, uh, from a legal standpoint, would be out of our, really out of our hands unless it was a more egregious type of deck situation. And it really is all about two neighbors who have to understand they're going to be living next to each other for a long period of time, and it would be nice if they could be polite. Is that kind of the bottom it's line? It's certainly out of the planning department's hands. Yeah, okay. And I'll ask the same question of DBI, but I think Mr. Trezina has his uh, first question of his commission career to ask. Thank you, President Swig. Um, I have a couple of questions, both as to the specifics as well as a, a broader question. Uh, it was described that the uh, there's a question about access to the deck, and it was stated in the uh, Mr. Lee's representative's testimony that the only access was from one bedroom. Is are you aware of there any access from the ground up to the deck? Um, oh, sorry. Do I answer this or? 
I think the answer the answer has to be given by the planning. Uh, My apologies. Those the the by planning, please. I am looking at the um, the floor plans for the permit, and it does show that there is a door from the bedroom at the back that connects to the deck, which also connects to the stairs that lead you to the yard. So I would, without the Mr. Lee's representative correcting me, I would have the impression that there's more than one way to get to the deck and more, more than one, more than just the bedroom uh, owner using the deck. That's correct. Okay. Other, other occupants of this property could use the stairs to access this deck. Yes, and I don't know under the rules whether there's an opportunity for me to get a correction from the, or yeah, they they have a rebuttal. Both parties will have a rebuttal following the initial testimony of the department. So great, great. Then he'll have, then he'll have the opportunity to clarify that exactly. A second is if you could educate me on is there any requirement by the permit requester to notify the neighbor prior to receiving the permit. Because of the um, location of the deck um, and the height of the deck, there isn't neighborhood requirements from the planning department, from the planning code side. No. Is there any requirement from anywhere else in the city? Well, with the building permit issuance, there is that notification that building sends out, and Matt can go ahead and elaborate on that. Great. I'm, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to to get a sense as to whether Ms. Matsumura, in effect, missed out on her opportunity to 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 make a complaint, whether whether the owner of the deck failed to fulfill his, an, an, any obligation to notify, uh, because you have here you have you have two neighbors, you have a situation where one neighbor says. I missed the note. I, I I went away and I came back and I found this deck. On the other hand, as our president notes, uh, the owner did not uh, file any kind of a, a brief with us. And then on the third hand, so if in case you would have three hands, uh, I'm interested to know. And my question is, what type of access and and materials uh, there are from the department uh, in languages other other than English. If the if the homeowner is non-English speaking or, or or not well proficient proficient in reading English, what what opportunities do they have in order to for me to understand how reasonable is it for the individual to say my language ability couldn't uh, enable me to do the kind of what what is expected under the rules? Mm -hmm. Well, the planning notices do. Um um, have multiple languages on there and there's also information about how to access somebody that um, may need a translator but for the purposes of this permit for this deck and stairs no notification is required by the planning department thank you okay thank you uh, President Swig did you have a further question okay so we will now hear from the Department of Building Inspection Um, good evening, President Swig, Commissioners. I'm Matthew Green, representing the Department of Building Inspections tonight. 
Uh, building permit application 2022-0608-5905 is to add a new 10-foot by 14-foot exterior deck and stairs at the rear of a two-story over basement two-unit building. The deck is from the rear of the lower unit and the stairs provide access to the rear yard. Uh, the deck is five feet from the property line on the north side and substantially more from the south side. Uh, the permit was approved by DBI over the counter on June 10th, 2022 and issued on the same day. Um, DBI believes that this permit was approved and issued properly and recommends that you deny the appeal. Um, there was some discussion about building a privacy fence. Um, the brief I saw said a 10-foot fence. I've just advised everybody that a 10-foot fence would require a separate building permit. A fence less than six feet would not require a building permit. Um, I'm available for any questions you may have. Okay. Do we have any questions? We have President a question from President Swick. So, uh, um, I just want to give a, a clear and broad hearing to, to both parties. Um, <clears throat> um, we have we have the the broad powers, so to speak, to to require a, a privacy fence, or if we feel that it would be just. Um, but um, uh, but we, the given this deck is a typical deck, something we've seen over and over again is in in the neighborhoods. Um, it passes. All the, the legal goes over all the legal hurdles. Um, is do, do you see a solution uh, to a to a privacy situation, or is this something that we should really leave to two good neighbors to be good neighbors about? Um, I think it should be left between the neighbors. Um, the deck the deck does meet all code requirements. Um, it meets the minimum height of seven feet above the door to access the uh, basement below. Um, it's five feet back from the property line. Uh, I think they did that so they wouldn't require any firewall. Um, it, it, meets, it meets all codes, as far as I can tell. Okay. Thank you. Um, could I, you. You were asking if it was built prior to the building permit being issued. Um, we, we don't have any record of anybody filing a complaint of a deck being built beforehand. There is an ongoing renovation of the interior units, which would explain all the debris in the rear yard. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your help. Okay, thank you. thank you. Thank you. We will now move on to public comment. Uh, please raise your hand if you would like to provide public comment. I see Alexi Svensson. Please go ahead. Uh, hello. I, I just live on 4th Avenue. I own the place at 524th Avenue and uh, the lot behind immediately to the west of the property with the deck. And I think it's a fine deck and I don't see why it's there is all this fuss. Got it. Okay, thank you. Is there any further public comment for this item? Please raise your hand. I don't see any, so we will move on to rebuttal. So, Miss, we will hear from the appellant first. Please, Miss Matsumura, please press star six so you can unmute yourself. You can yes, go ahead. I have Thank you. I have several uh, comments to make. One, I would like to reiterate, I was not initially properly notified with the per, uh, correct documentation regarding this build, building of the deck. Also, um, there is a severe privacy issue, and just because something can be issued and permitted, I don't think it should necessarily be built in this manner. As I mentioned, people can see me in my house, and I don't, I don't think that is the correct way to... Um, to have something built where it's so invasive to the neighbor. 
Other decks that you mentioned are higher up. They're further away from property. They're not directly across at ground level. Someone else's porch where they can reach out and touch them. And um, as, again, there are so many tenants living in that place. And the turnover is high. And it's just uh, really not tenable to have that many people living there. It's supposed to be a two-family house. Okay, thank you. Are you finished? Yes. Thank you. We will now hear from the permit holder. Or I'm sorry, question from President Swig. I'd like to know from the uh, appellant, um, what would make you feel more, what would make you um, more, what would make you feel comfortable? Uh, this is a, a understanding that this was, this, this deck was built with a permit that seems to be uh, in line with all, um, all the all the right guidelines um we've seen this this type of deck built throughout the city it is uh nothing out of the unusual um but at the same time uh i am very sensitive as as we all are about private privacy issues and the comfort of neighbors um what would be knowing that this deck is um has been uh legally built um, what would what would you suggest as a, as a satisfactory uh, solution, um, other than tearing it down, which is not probably not going to happen? Uh, what would be the satisfactory solution that would give you more comfort, please? Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. Um, yes, at a minimum, I would like a privacy barrier because I do not want them looking at me in my home. I mean, I I can address the issue, I suppose. When I'm in my garden, I still don't think it's very comfortable for me to be out and people looking over me. And just um, as an aside, I've had issues with many of the tenants over the years. They have harassed me. They have thrown things at me. And I don't want that side of the deck open where they can access me physically and verbally. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. We'll now hear from the permit holder, the representative, Mr. Chan. Yes, you have three minutes. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, the appellant's house has currently about a three feet setback away from the property line, and the deck is five feet away. So the total setback is eight feet, meaning that I don't think that any of the people that are living in the unit can physically touch you because I don't think an arm's length is that long to begin with. And secondly, since both houses are detached, anyone does have the right to access the deck, but the, uh, Mr. Lee, the owner of the house, is planning just to give access to that one bedroom only. Um, even though there are stairs that come up to the deck, it's because of the egress issue for the bedroom to escape fire. That's the whole purpose of the stairs to come down. Um, I really respect uh, your privacy issue. Um, that's why the owner, Mr. Lee, is willing to redo the six feet fence on owner's uh, on Mr. Lee's cost and expense. If you really want to go for a higher, like higher grade fence, you will have um, you will have to discuss it privately because there's going to be design fees, permit fees, and the cost to build it as well too. So. Um, I appreciate. I, I tried reaching out to you numerous of times, and but it seems like we can't get a, a mutual agreement. 
but Mr. Lee is only willing to build a six feet fence on his expense. But if you feel that you're not safe on your, on your end, you can set back two inches away from the fence and you can design a 10 feet high fence on your property line. Thank you so much. Thank you. President Swig, do you have a question? Sorry. Uh, we may have a further discussion on this later, but I wanted to get some uh, feedback from you. If, uh, if, if we uh, ask that you build a privacy screen on that side of the deck, uh, which is uh, parallel to uh, the appellant's uh, property, not building a fence, a privacy screen that would be either a, a lattice or something that would be opaque enough to protect her privacy. Uh, would you, um, uh, how would you feel about that? Um, the owner, Mr. Lee, would love to build a privacy screen as long as it's not require a permit to do so. We can leave the privacy screen up there for, we'll maintain it, we'll put in writing that the privacy screen will be maintained by Mr. Lee's expense as long as it does not require city planning or building a planning approval. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. We'll now have from the planning department. Anything further? No? Department of Building Inspection? Okay. Um, so, can, can I ask the yeah. question of DBI, please? Um, if we in our discussions and trying to find some constructive way of so solving this issue, um, ask that the permit holder build a privacy screen on the, uh, the deck, which is on the common, um, on the on the side which is common to uh, both the appellant and th themselves are we get, getting into any problematic territory for you um, did you know how high the privacy screen and what what's what height uh, privacy screen would you suggest to uh, offer the ability to, to provide um, some protection for the neighbor I think three feet above the, the guardrail would be three feet above all right that's great seven feet okay Thanks. Did you, you want to ask for that? I can add it on in the inspection notes to make sure the uh, permit is not completed until that is added. Uh, okay. Thank you. And a, and a simple uh, direction of a, a, a lattice uh, a privacy screen would be adequate detail for anything that we might discuss. Yes. That is, if uh, my fellow commissioners want to go there, I'm not. I'm not advocating it. Just want the information out there. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, commissioners. This matter is submitted. Anybody uh, have any thoughts? Go ahead, uh, John, if you would, if you have any. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate Mr. Chan, on behalf of Mr. Lee's willingness to entertain the idea uh, and has apparently already expressed a willingness to pay for a six-foot fence. Uh, what you have described in your in exchange with the uh, with the DBI representative, I would I would support uh, if if you are going to make a motion or if that's the way this is going to be resolved, I would support uh, having that uh, be done by the uh, by the property owner. Okay, uh, the the three foot privacy screen on the deck itself. Correct. Uh, yes, I I, yeah. I would support what you what you have described. Okay, great. Uh, Tina, any thoughts? Um, my general feeling on the matter is that I agree with the departments um, in the sense that this is something that should be handled amongst property owners. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I regret that it has to come to the board. I just think it makes um, any small deck or any permit that should be ministerial and relatively easily approved more complicated. Um, but I think that given that the property owner is willing to put a lattice up to satisfy the neighbors, I'm, I'm fine supporting that. Um, I, I, I just wish that it, it was resolved prior to coming before us. Um, your, your point is well taken. What happens uh, from Mr. Trevino's uh, um, benefit? Uh, the, the risk of doing what, what I talked about is that the next, the next deck that comes through here is going to say, well, you, you set the precedent by you know, saying that you know, those guys should put up a privacy screen. So it, it, uh, Commissioner Chang's uh, good advice may be well heeded, and and given that the the property owner has um, volunteered that that would be a good idea, maybe we should leave it between the two to work it out. And and the property owner, since they, they've gone on the record to say that's okay with me, uh, we we might be able to leave it to them to do it rather than setting the precedent of the privacy screen. Although I'd love to do it, I think Commissioner Chang might have a very good idea, especially if she puts forth. A, uh, a motion I'm happy to do that uh, especially given that the permit was properly issued so on that I move to deny the appeal on the basis that it's properly issued on the good faith that uh, the neighbors will work this issue out on their own I'm sorry I didn't hear that last part based on the good faith that the, the neighbors will work the issue out okay. on their own Okay, so we have a motion from Commissioner Chang to deny the appeal and uphold the permit on the basis that it was properly issued and on the basis that uh, there, the neighbors should be able to work this out uh, between themselves. So on that motion, Commissioner Trasvina? Aye. President Swig? Aye. So that motion carries 3 to 0, and the appeal is denied. We are now moving on to item number 5. This is appeal number 22-049, Ivan Hudak versus Department of Building Inspection, Planning Department Approval, subject property 277 Judson Avenue, appealing the issuance on June 23, 2022 to Jia Wei of an alteration permit, at an accessory dwelling unit, ADU, per ordinance number 95-17, first floor ADU, new bedrooms, bathroom, living room, and kitchen, repair existing stairway less than 50% in kind replace front windows with aluminum clad wood window visible from the street and vinyl window at rear side of building this is permit number 2015-0812-3993 and we will hear from the appellant first welcome you have seven minutes thank you very much good evening my name is ivan Hudak. 271 Judson property adjacent to 277 property. The the appeal that I file is is uh, mainly to uh, clarify what really is happening. A uh, little history: 2015, the 277 uh, Judson owners proposed to uh, build a quite a large extension, uh, which we didn't agree with, uh, yada, yada. We went through the discretionary review. Um, and here we are now where suddenly permit was approved with the same, at least when I was looking at the, at the city 
city website with the same, uh, what should I assume, same drawings? <coughs> so, and I wasn't clear if uh, extensions, vertical and horizontal extensions, are still in place. So I talked to owners. First of all, they told me that no, it's not. At the same time, they told me that they still didn't file any drawings because I was asking them, show me some drawings, what's there, what really is happening. They, I was told that they didn't uh, file anything yet, that everything is in a process. Then when I showed them the paperwork, uh, which you probably have there, my exhibit A or B, I don't forget, I forget which one it was, what I, the paperwork that I received from the city, uh, where it says that permit was issued under those names, yada, yada, and I did, uh, they told me that those people are not financially, or like they're simply not involved in the property at all. Um, so they were kind of surprised themselves, like who, so I was basically asking, so who pulled the permit then? Or who is it, whose name is it, and what really is happening here? I was shown some drawings, which actually did show that uh, the extensions and questions are not there anymore. It would be just redoing uh, whatever is happening within the envelope of the property, envelope of the house, which I always, uh, I told them that I have no issue with whatever they're doing inside. It's none of my business. So. That's the first thing. I would like to clarify what really is happening, what's on those drawings, what, what, what's, uh, what's being done. Uh, second issue was uh, in 2015, when the whole process started, there was some cavalier talk about from an architect, from a first architect, that they, that they might excavate the garage area and redo the foundation, uh, which to which uh, I, I Again, I, was, I needed a little bit more information. There was nothing in the plans then. So I'm worrying that something like that is, might be happening again. And I would like to know what really is happening. Because uh, when I did uh, remodel of uh, our property, I did extensive uh, foundation repair. There is a waterproofing. There is a, a, a tubes under the, under the slab, under the footing to take the water out. So if somebody starts working on the other side, you know, I would like to work with them so they don't uh, do the damage to my foundation. And a third issue is uh, there was a mention about the repairing the staircase. That staircase, that existing staircase that's there, it's, uh, it's going from the upper door on the side of the house from a kitchen to non-existing door, which if there used to be a door going into the, into the garage. So the staircase is simply non-functioning at this moment. So I don't understand how it's going to be fixed. And if it's going to be fixed at this moment, is uh, there is a three-foot setback from uh, our fence or for the, from, from, a, from a fence in between the properties. And I just, again, the, the little time that I had, uh, that I peeked at their drawings, it looked like uh, it would be landing towards the garage and then it would turn back. If it would turn back, in that case, there is not even a space for the whole thing. I mean, if I'm, my understanding is that the uh, landing should be three feet, which is, uh, if that's, if that's going to happen, then uh, 
if you turn the staircase and staircase needs to be three feet, there's just not even enough space to do that. So I don't understand how that's going to be done. So pretty much uh, my appeal is to figure out what's going on, if there is extension going on, if any foundation is being done, what's happening with a staircase, and if it's, uh, if it's even uh, code compliant in a sense. Uh, I'm a plumbing contractor. I don't, I, don't know, I don't happen to know all these codes, but I've been enough around the construction that something is kind of weird about that as well. And um, the lastly, you know, if uh, whatever, whatever is under this permit, I'm trying to find out if, uh, if I hope that there are no um, changes that there are in the future. That some, suddenly I'll just, uh, you know, they'll start the construction and then we'll find out that, yeah, we're doing some excavation. We added something. You know, I want to make sure that whatever is there, it's there. That when I'm going to walk out of here, that we'll, then I'll finally understand what they're doing. As I said, I don't have a, any, any, problems with whatever they're doing within the, within the property. So if it's, uh, if it's just what I've heard that it's, that it's they're doing, I have no problem. Foundation, staircase, and uh, whatever's happening there. Thank you. Okay, thank you. We will now hear from the permit holder. I believe the agent for the permit holder, Sandy Matt. Are you here? Welcome, you have seven minutes. Good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the board. My name is Jack. I represent my family in this matter. Um, as Mr. Hodox mentioned, that we applied a permit for our addition since 2015. And for that seven years, our property have um, mostly been vacated. I currently reside in the property, I and my dog. Um, although the condition is not dilapidated, it is far less from ideal. Um, in regarding about the addition, we have since tried to move on. We have not seen this. Le uh, we have not previously foreseen this level of trouble uh, and complaint from our neighbor, and thus we have changed from addition to additional uh, dwelling unit and an, an ADU. Um, to my best knowledge, regarding to the building code, uh, ADU does not require our neighbor's permission. Uh, or approval um, regarding the excavation of the garage and the repair of the staircase. Uh, I believe our architect would be more than happy to address the concerns. Um, that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. So, does the architect, please, yes, please come up right now. If you want to pause the time, please. Time is paused. Hello? Hello? Okay. Yes, we can hear you. Hi, good evening, commissioners. My name is Sandy Mack, a.k.a. Um, Queen Mack. Uh, I'm a, a designer for this property, 277 uh, Jackson's Avenue. I'm sorry, it is a little difficult to understand you. If you could uh, speak clearly and loudly, or that would be great. Thank you. So, um, I have a question. Why is this permit is... Why is this permit um, 
uh, get notification of uh, structural addition because all I, I understanding this permit is is never get to the notification and we don't need to ask for permission from the from the neighbors and I understand um, the uh, neighbors Ivan has uh, so much question about the um, extrogations foundations um, we are not extrogation on his side of the building so uh, we kind of talked about this with the owner uh, last maybe like a couple of days ago so he decided not to extrogation for the um, uh, between the two property foundations I'm sorry the mic is not uh, okay so um, and the next question is um, we are uh, Answer to, uh, to answering the uh, Ivan, we our original plan is to replace uh, or rebuild the um, the entire staircase, but um, at the end, uh, the owner decided not to not to move on because they were concerned about the neighbors. He may not he may he may not approve for the one hour wall um, because when you build. Uh, the entire staircase it may require one hour wall all the way to the um, betwe between the neighbor property lines so uh, that is why we don't want to go for the um, rebuild the rear, stair rear staircase um, uh, and and uh, I I also um, consult this question with the building department they said we can do the 50% of the staircase if we can so we are trying to minimize uh, the work between the neighbors and our client just to, you know, we want to solve that on, on, on the side. So um, I want to make this quick. And um, I, uh, I seriously, I don't, I don't know why is this permit get route to the, um, to the neighbors. So uh, I'm surprised too. I mean, I never seen anything like this. I mean, the neighbor called me like, weeks ago and notified me that he received a notification of a structural addition notice, which is I'm not aware of it. So uh, he'd been asking me so much questions. So I, I told him, maybe maybe we can solve out all this issue at the DBI or we can, we can, we can also pick up the plan because at the time I don't have a plan on my hand. So he would like to see a set of plan. And um, so this is why we, we kind of, you know, show up in the court today. Okay, thank you. Thank you. We will now hear from the planning department. Thank you. Tina Tam for the planning department. 277 Justin Avenue is a two-story, single-family dwelling in the RH1 zoning district and the 40X Heightenburg district. Constructed in 1924, it is a potential historic resource. The permit is to construct a new ADU, accessory dwelling unit, on the ground floor, repair existing decks um, and stairs at the rear, and replace windows at the front and the back of the property. No expansion is proposed. The appellant is the adjacent neighbor to the east. His concerns are about excavation associated with the extension and the enlargement of the building. As previously mentioned, there is no expansion of the building. In 2015, when the permit was filed, there was a rare inside extension proposed. During the review process, Mr. Hodak, 
the appellant did file a DR, and the DR was heard before the Planning Commission on October 18, 2018, and the Planning Commission voted 5-0 to zero to take DR and required that the depth of the extension be reduced by 7 feet. While the permit was approved by the Planning Department on January 24, 2019, the permit was never issued. So in 2022, when the owner expressed an interest in reducing the scope of the permit, the planner worked with the applicant to revise the project under the 2015 permit application. And based upon the proposed floor plans, the ADU on the ground floor and the dwelling unit on the second floor each consist of three bedrooms and one bath. Seeing the project complies with the planning code and the state ADU program, the department respectfully asked the board to deny the, the appeal and uphold the issuance of the permit. Thank you. We have a question from President Swig. Yeah. Um I, I, I feel awkward in this. I, I, I see your point. Um, there's no expansion, correct? Uh, same building, same floor fo footprint. The only addition, the only difference is an ADU is being constructed in the on the first floor or the ground floor. Um, there's no nothing physically is being done to adjust the building envelope. Uh, I'll ask a question about the stairs in a second. Um, what what's confusing me here is that the the permit holder in the testimony didn't seem to understand what they're doing um so i mean the the designer said at least i heard her say i i haven't seen plans i don't uh, i I've, i i had a hard time hearing her but i what i heard was i haven't seen plans i'm i'm confused as to what this project is which is not something that i normally hear from the the permit holder. So, um, who's 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 the one that? So, I have no problem with this uh, with with this program. What I the problem? My concern is, does does the permit holder know what they have? How do we how do we know that the permit holder knows what they what they have? Because we also heard, uh, I also heard that the that the owner of the building may or may not do something with the staircase. Hasn't quite determined that. There's there's an issue of a firewall, and these are all very con you know confusing things. When when we are being asked to uh, to decide about a permit, and we have plans in front of us that seem to be baked in and approved, and and all this, uh, can you advise the permit holder of, of about this in some fashion, so we don't have any ambiguity about what we're talking about tonight? Happy Please. to do so. Uh, I'm I'm just reading. For, for everybody on, on the board, what the permit says, yes. and what the plans indicate. I'm clear. On I'm clear on the. I'm I'm clear on the subject. I'm not sure the permit holder is clear on the subject. This is this is really what my my concern is. After I I heard her testimony, but I'm I don't I don't have any questions really regarding the other than how do we get the permit holder to understand based on their testimony tonight exactly what they're doing and that they there are plans. And that there has been something firmly permitted, correct? And that it, all it is is an ADU, and it's within the building envelope, which doesn't present a problem for uh, for me, but um, and and, uh, and and shouldn't present a problem based on the concerns of the appellant. That's that's kind of where, where my head is at right now. Thank you. 
Uh, Commissioner Chang. Just, just to spare Ms. Tam, I, I, I understood <clears throat> the permit holder and the designer a little bit differently from you. What I understood okay. was that they were confused as to why there was notification for this permit that typically doesn't require notification because it's being built within the four walls or the existing footprint, in other words. And I think where the confusion lies if I were to deduce, is the the previous permit from 2015 that included um, additions beyond the footprint that went to the Planning Commission under discretionary review. And it sounds like the, the project sponsor, the property owner, has, has entirely scaled that back, but it's still under the 2015 permit. And I think therein lies the entire confusion, is the, the appellant is still, you know, potentially, I'm assuming, that confused by... The, the previous permit, it's it's under it's been revised under the previous permit number, but the plans have changed entirely so that it fits within the building envelope. So that was that was my takeaway. Okay, so can I? I'm sorry, John. I'm going to ask. Well, I have a hot moment here. Uh, so the permit that we're discussing is it the original 2015 permit? Okay, and so, but the but the plans are 2022 plans. And anything that was done in 2015 has been filed in the in the in the garbage can at this point. Okay, I I think it's important. The reason I ask this question it's important for the uh, the appellant to hear this, and I, I understand the same. But uh, such. But if I was the appellant, I I I, I might be confused too. So, uh, Commissioner Tresigna, I'm sorry. Thank thank you, Mr. President. It seems that there's multiple levels of lack of communication and miscommunication, not the least of which is the sound system here. I, I don't know whether, I think we're all having trouble hearing uh, some of the speakers, including our colleagues. I am, uh, and that, that doesn't help the situation, but the bigger communication seems, to, gap, gap in communication appears to be between the two litigants. And I am thinking, I think the question I would have for you is, can we get them on the same page as to what the permit allows to happen and what their plan is? And irrespective of what their plan is, if they still have the authority to do the expansion, then there's an issue. But if they are planning to do the ADU only and the uh, appellant hears that, that may be a way of resolving that issue. And second is on the staircase. Are they allowed to do the staircase but they don't plan to? And how does that give assurance to the appellant? And then on the third issue about the foundation. I'm, I'm admittedly very, very new at this but I have a sense that if we can facilitate discussions between the two parties, we can at least get an understanding of what they are planning to do, what they can do, and they, we may be able to reach, they may be able to reach an agreement as to how to go forward. Thank you. I do have a copy of the permit in, in the plan set. I'm happy to share that with the appellant. Um, based upon the the permit application, there doesn't appear to be any excavation, certainly no expansion of the building. Um, and it, it, 
I'm hoping that would somehow resolve the appellant's concerns. In terms of the repair of the stairs, um, as long as they're less than 50% a repair job, that's permissible by the, by the building department. Thank you. Ms. Tan, before you leave the podium, for the benefit of the public, can you just share how members of the public can access the plans and the permits? Um, or maybe that's a question for Mr. Green. I'm going to pass that to Mr. Green. Okay, thank you. We'll now hear from DBI. Um, good evening again, Commissioners. I'm Matthew Green representing DBI. Um, building permit application 2015-0812-3993 was originally filed as a horizontal addition with an ADU in August of 2015 and was originally approved by DBI plan check in September of 2019. The scope of the project was modified to eliminate the horizontal addition but still include an ADU. The application was again uh, plan checked and approved by DBI on May 24, 2022. After review and approval by the relevant city agencies, the permit was issued on June 23, 2022. Um, this is a site permit. Uh, construction won't begin until the first construction agenda is issued. Um, I believe the notice of structural addition was inadvertently sent out by staff because of the original application uh, referenced in addition. Uh, this was a mistake on uh, DBI's part, and I, I apologize for any confusion this may have caused. Um, as to the stairs, um, the plans uh, show repair of less than 50%. That, that means just the repairing the stairs. They can replace some of the uh, structural elements uh, that may be rotten or deteriorated. They, they can't reconfigure the stairs. Um, and if they start replacing more than 50% of it, then it becomes a replacement. Then it'll have to be brought up to today's codes. So they can, they can, they can replace you know, a rotten tread or a rotten post and keep, keep the original configuration. But once they go past that 50% threshold, we consider brand new stairs needs to be brought up to today's codes. Excuse me. Um, the plans that I reviewed didn't show any excavation at all. Uh, they're just showing changing uh, existing habitable space into a new ADU. So there's no need to create any new headroom. Um, any excavation would require a separate permit, and would be, you know, the building inspector on site would would mention that and issue correction notice or a notice of violation if they start excavating beyond the scope of this issued permit. Um, we believe the permit was uh, reviewed and issued properly and request that the appeal be denied. I'm available for any questions you may have. Yes, for the benefit of the appellant, uh, would you clarify that um, if at any point the, the appellant sees the, if, if we move forward and the, the, the appeal is denied, uh, that at any point if the appellant sees that the stairs are going beyond that 50% threshold, that they are free to file a notice of violation uh, with you um, or ask that a notice of violation be uh, offered to the owner of the building if, they, uh, if he observes uh, a breach of what you're talking about, correct? Uh, of course, anybody can file a complaint and we'll, we'll investigate. Um, the building inspector should also be catching that if they go beyond the 50% threshold because the plans clearly say repair less than 50%. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, thank you. We are now moving on to public comment. Is there anyone here to provide public comment on this item? Please raise your hand. I don't see any public comment, so we'll move on to rebuttal. We'll hear from the appellant. You have three minutes. I should have spent a little bit more time, I guess, within my seven minutes to begin with. Um, 
first I'll start from a back staircase. That staircase that's there, there is no way there, there's going to be 50% replacement. That whole thing is rotten. That whole thing is going down, and it's going to be replaced. So that's why I say I don't understand how, how they propose to uh, turn it around and do the new landing and then turn it back within those setbacks that I've, I kind of understand that they're supposed to be followed. All right, so that's a staircase. Again, I can file a complaint right here because that's, that whole thing is going down. That's just, it's routed. Um, you mentioned something about how, should I, how one should go about finding the plans. I spent uh, eight days or 10 days before I filed the uh, appeal because I really want to find out what's going on. I went to DBI, went to uh, planning department, actually the planning re records. They didn't have anything there. I was sent down to DBI. The fellow that I talked to, he, he couldn't find any plans. So, and, and everything was so ambiguous, like what really is happening, that he even s himself suggested just appeal, and then you're gonna find out what really is going on. So that's why at the pretty much last minute, I filed the appeal. So um, again, I'm, I keep hearing that nothing is being extended, nothing is being built. And as I said, I don't have a problem with whatever is happening within the envelope of the house. My, so if that's true, that's fine, but I need some proof. I need to see something. I don't want to be here again, or I don't want to file any other complaints that suddenly something is happening there in that matter. As, at the same time, with a, with a, with the same thing, same, same thing would happen with, a, with that excavation, with the garage. You know, again, in 2015, when we went through the discretionary review, this was, this, was, this was the fight, basically. I didn't know at any minute what really is happening, what they really want to do. Uh, architects changed. There are seven people on a, on a title. I have no idea who I'm talking to at any, at any time. Uh, every single time it's somebody else who I'm dealing with. So, and again, I, I did try to talk to them even this time. Like, what really is going on? Tried to talk to the new architect. She, she really didn't give me any answers. I didn't get any, any indication as who filed the permit. To two ladies that I spoke with, they said that they didn't file it, that they actually are still in a process of uh, finishing their drawings. So I'm lost. I'm still confused. Thank you. We have a question from President Swig, sir. You can, you can step back to the podium, please. I'm I just trying to put you at ease. Do, do you understand now that there are, there are plans that have been filed and, uh, and approved and that those plans do not include an expansion of the building of any kind? Yeah, it's, it's on a hearsay from a planning department. Right. I haven't seen anything and, yet, but I'll, and, I'll... And I'm sure if, if you go to Mr. Green uh, at the end of this hearing, you will be able to get your security with that, that set of plans. Do you also understand that uh, if the stairs are in the condition that you say they, they are, that uh, either the building inspector or with your help through um, a, a not-so-subtle request the building department uh, can, uh, can request uh, that the building department take a look at that 
and then require if there is more than 50% uh, needed a uh, uh, repair needed that uh, they will require that a, a further permit um, be issued to uh, replace those stairs probably as is um, and and that's what we're hearing tonight so uh, I, I'm clear that excavation there was I don't know and the, and the, nothing is happening but there, uh, there will be no excavations okay. you understand so you should be comfortable with that correct yes I am okay yeah. I, I just want to make cool. sure that we're all on the same page and I'm I feel your pain and uh, and Mr. Green is will will help you with some antiseptic to get you those plans so that you'll you'll, you'll have a record of those. And if there's if if something goes different, um, you you now have somebody to talk to at DBI. He's the, the handsome guy with the glasses on his head. Cool. So, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll now hear from the permit holder. You have three minutes. Hi, so sorry. I'd like to know if um, Ivan can, um, my clients uh, wants to keep uh, their set of plan in private. So you can, uh, Ivan can view the plan, but he cannot have the plan. I mean, is this something we can do uh, on the side or, or, or he have to keep the plan? Because of the approved plan, you need to get, um, approval by owner and architect to sign a, sign a um, signature, then, then the DBI can release a set of plan to, to whoever applies, right? But uh, at this point, uh, since Ivan has a concern about the, um, the approved plan that he wants to see, I mean, we can set a time for him to see, but we need, we need to keep the plan. Is that okay? I was just going to defer to the departments, um, so I think this should this question should be okay answered okay. by Mr. Green. Okay, and um, I just have a question. You did submit the plans for this appeal. We we did. We actually did, but so I they're don't posted know. online right now. No, no, no. It's actually if you can you can go to Microfilm to review it, but um, but I don't know about the like um, the set of plans. You can print it out or or you can keep them. Plans you submitted to for this right, right, right. packet uh -huh. are publicly available and online. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and then my question for the um, the staircase, um, we we like to rebuild the staircase if um, if if Ivan can approve it. I mean, we just don't want to go do the notice again. You know, when uh, I was speaking to uh, the planning department. They said if we rebuild the rear staircase, uh, we need to go do the notice of you know the 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 notice the three eleven notice like a fifteen days notice again. So that's why we try not to go do the notice and we just call it as a repair, uh, minimum minimize all the work for 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 the for my clients. So um, that's that's all I need to say. Okay. Uh, any questions? Uh, I, I just want to be, I want to be real clear. Uh, do you understand that uh, that the, the plans have been filed? Yes. And that the, the plans that are on file are the plans that you have the approval to build without exception. You can't change them anymore. Um, can we, 
I mean, on, on it's, I'm being very okay. clear, all right, because I, 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 I was unclear in your testimony, and I want to okay. make sure we're both clear we're on the we same. Are, I, I'm clear. So, so you have filed plans. Right. Those plans, as they have been filed, have been approved by the departments right. for, uh, to, to move forward. Yes. At, at this point, those are the plans. They cannot be changed if, if we move forward tonight. Okay? Uh, do you understand that? So no more changes. No more changes. You understand that? I understand now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> With okay. regard to the staircase, mm -hmm. and I will ask Mr. Green to confirm this because he is uh, the last word. Mm -hmm. With regard to the staircase, you have heard that if if the staircase requires more uh, construction right. than just a repair, then you will have to file a separate, separate permit. permit. Yes for that yes. and uh, you will have to comply to the rules associated with that permit. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to ask Mr. Green to confirm uh -huh. that if those, if that staircase is replaced right. in kind, right. that is, it's the same permit, it's not an expansion, right. it, it doesn't move anywhere, mm -hmm. uh, then, then I don't believe that notification is necessary. Okay. It, what, what is necessary is that a permit be uh, be filed, or okay. you, that you apply for a permit to replace okay. the staircase if it requires more than fifty percent. Okay. Okay. Are you, are you clear on that? Yeah, we're clear now. Okay. That that's that's. Okay. I just want to go you. on the thank record you. and make sure everybody's on the same page. Yes. Here. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much, okay. uh, Mr. Terzini, Please. Yeah. Similar. Similarly, I just have a couple of questions. One is, um, you are in agreement that there is only the ADU that's being addressed here there's yes. no for there's no expansion under plan. this permit no 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 okay yeah and, absolutely no and second is if you could uh i don't i don't know the extent to which there's been communication with your neighbor on this over the past weeks I, or or longer mm -hmm. but if you could designate i'm this is a request i, I don't think uh, we sure, can sure, require yeah. it yeah if you could designate one person who could be the person that he speaks to so that then he has a person yes. on in, in in your yes side yes. and right. and you all can confer as to how best to do it but and have multiple people speak with him but at least so yes. he knows that uh, if he needs information from you because we want to maximize the communications mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, between you right uh, that that would facilitate going forward yeah I totally agree with you I mean I. There's a seven owner, I mean, five to seven owners in this property, so it's very confusing when you talk to different people every time, you know. But um, he can come to me, he can call me anytime. I told him I, on the phone, I, I, I basically I say, if you have any question, you can call me. So, uh, but um, I guess this whole problem is based on the lack of communications. So um, we just hope that we can clear this issue on our side. And... Um, that's that's all I have. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Chang. Do you have further questions? Um, no, not for not for the uh, permit holder. Okay. I was actually wanting to clarify a couple things with the building department based on um, some of the some of what you stated earlier. The, they have rebuttal coming up right now. So great. So maybe I'll hold my questions until after you present your rebuttal. Thank you very much. Okay, appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Does the planning department have anything further? Okay, Department of Building Inspection. Uh, 
Good evening again, Matthew Green, uh, representing DVI. Um, just to be clear about the plans, um, anybody can go up to the Records Management Division at the Department of Building Inspection and view the plans. If you want copies of the plans, you do have to put in a request. And since these are copyrighted material by the designer, we have to, the DVI will ask for permission from the designer. And if they don't get it within 30 days, they'll issue the plans. But if the designer comes back and says no, you can, you can still view the plans at DVI. Um, I'd be happy to show the plans this evening, but I can't give them a copy of it. Um, about the stairs, the plans clearly show repair less than 50%. Um, it's just a comment. There's no details about which 50% are being replaced. So that would be up to the, um, the, the builder and the building inspector to verify that that's not going over the 50%. If it does go over the 50%, a new permit will, will be required. Um, as President Swig said, you have a set of plans here to do a specific um, project. Any reduction in scope of that permit or expansion of that scope will require a new building permit. You have to go through the normal approval process and would also be appealable to this board. Um, if you have any questions, I'm here. Thank you, President Swig. And Mr. Green, I think I just wanted to make that point clear to the permit holder and to the appellant, which is that you can make changes. It's just that it would require modifications to the permit or a new permit, um, which would need to get reviewed by DBI and then reapproved. Is that correct? Yeah. It would be a revision building permit, uh, which would be a brand new building permit application. Uh, go through the uh, approval process, and like I said, it, it would be appealable again. And to the question about uh, I think the the permit holder had the question about the stairs. So it sounds like they're in really poor condition. If 100% of the stairs needed to be replaced, that would require a revision permit. Um, does that require notification again? Um, um, I'd have to talk to the, um, the planning department about that, whether notification required. It wouldn't be a new extension. Um, now. I did mention earlier that it would have to be brought up to today's codes. There, there is uh, allowances that, that if it's impossible with the current conditions to build it to today's codes, you can get a building permit to replace it in kind. But you'd have to prove that it's impossible uh, you know, by the constraints of the site and neighboring sites to bring it up to today's code. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Tam, could I trouble you to answer that question about the stairs? Thank you. So the stairs that are shown on the plans as repair are located on the, I think they're on the west side of the property. Yes. And they're right on the property line. So if it's going to be a kind of a reconstruction of these stairs and they need to meet the current codes, a firewall may be required. And depending upon the height of that firewall, if it's more than 10 feet, then yes. Notification would be required. Thank you. President Swig? Yeah, um, I, I don't know whether this comment or question, we're supposed to ask questions uh, during, this, during this period, but Commissioner Chosinia, so I have to put it in the, in the form of a question. Um, uh, Mr. Green, would you, uh, would you please, uh, before we leave the room tonight, 
um, offer guidance to the permit holder with regard to the stairs, please, and the issues related to probably getting a permit to rebuild those stairs. I just see a car crash coming and I want to prevent it. So uh, if, uh, if we can make it easier for the permit holder uh, not to not to go through any duress uh, and w would you please provide her with the information necessary to start that that process in of anticipation I'll, of that I'll, I'll stay here after the conclusion of the hearing and speak Thank to you the you, you would you would find would you find that advisable as I'm suggesting yes it'd make it a lot easier if, if yeah. we don't have to write notices of violation and correction notices in the future exactly it it easier for everybody and the and the appellant will be happier too okay thank you thank you okay thank you commissioners this matter submitted uh, commissioners any further uh, conversation or would anybody like to uh, make a motion Commissioner Chang you'd like to make a motion Commissioner Trevino would you uh, have any further comment okay go ahead if I understand the issue correctly it seems like uh, the appellant now understands the scope of the work and provided that it remains within what has been approved and permitted, that the per permit has been properly, issue properly issued so we can, um, as a board, deny the appeal on that basis. Um, it sounds like it would be advisable to the permit holder to file a new permit for repairing the stairs if it comes down to that, or just know that that would be required. Um, but. Uh, on the issue that's before us, uh, move to to deny the appeal on the basis that it was properly issued. Okay, so we have a motion from Commissioner Chang to deny the appeal and uphold the permit on the basis that it was properly issued. On that motion, Commissioner Trasvina. Aye. President Swig. Aye. So that motion carries three to zero, and the appeal is denied. So we are now moving on to item number seven. This is appeal number 22-045, Angela Kim versus Department of Building Inspection, Planning Department Approval, Subject Property, 706 Vermont Street, appealing the issuance on June 9th, 2022, to Jen Dolson of a site permit, replace roof deck and disrepair and repair roof skylights as needed, expand third floor to cover more of roof deck and add three feet of height to third floor move staircase inside from back to front hall in-house and remove wall and dining room this is permit number 2020-0218-4616 and we will hear from miss kim first hello hello welcome you have seven minutes okay thank you thank you board and commissioners for your time today my name is angela kim and my husband and i live at 708 vermont street we've lived here for 20 years and we've seen many improvements to homes we support our neighbors projects that meet the residential design guidelines we are appealing the issuance of our neighbor's building permit as we believe there are several errors that must be corrected before it is issued First, I'd like to quickly address the false claims, though, made by the permit holder's attorney. Um, the permit holder's original plans did not meet legal re requirements for plan submission. The planning department requires all three-story building plans to be submitted by a licensed architect or engineer. The permit holder submitted them herself and labeled that as a two-story building with a basement, even though it's three stories with two units. 
Um, it was actually the planner that noticed this issue. We were not aware of this requirement and actually rejected the plans. But yet they keep saying that we are doing everything to block them <laughs> and it's not true. They also hired an expediter firm, the Pollard Group, and they required all communications to go through their assigned expediter early on and in writing. The permit holder never communicated or spoke to us directly and refused to always negotiate with us. Everything had to go through this expediter and then subsequently through their attorneys. It made it very challenging to try to work the issues that we had with their plans with them. Our house is 2,600 square feet. They claim that our house is massive, but in fact, it's actually smaller than their, than their current house. Their house is already at 2,900 uh, square feet. If you notice in all the plans, that's what it's listed as their current square footage. Their addition uh, makes it a seven bedroom, five bath home, and it'll be almost 3,600 square feet, which is much larger than ours. Now, they claim that we have illegal lot line windows when we did our addition. Everything was permitted and with done with approved plans. Just because you continuously make false statements doesn't make it true. And I just want to say, regardless of what the attorney is bringing up, we'd like to just focus on this permit and the project or the permit holders project. The first issue that we have is the correction of a physical permit. There con continues to be much confusion with reference to the roof deck and a green roof. That's why we're really concerned about the error on the physical permit. The planner, Monica Giacomucci, acknowledged she erroneously entered roof deck instead of a green roof on the physical permit. On April 8th of 2022, she corrected the system's database, but didn't correct the physical permit where she hand wrote it and stamped it. And she also said that central permitting would need to determine how to correct this. We want to avoid future confusion about what plans were approved and what the permit actually is issued for. Only a green roof was issued. There was never an approval for a roof deck. And having language that a roof deck is approved erroneously on the physical permit that differs from what's in the database and other documents with the Department of Building and Planning makes it confusing for other people, future residents, future homeowners. And therefore, we're, all we're asking is that the Department of Building Inspection or Planning simply correct the permit. It's not unduly burdensome to do this. We don't have an issue with the actual permit, except for the fact that it actually has the wrong language of what work is permitted. The second issue is we'd like to um, remove the elements of the roof deck. The main issue has been that this green roof is designed with a walkable skylight, guardrails, and a full staircase. The original plans had a pull-down ladder. They kept expending their project, and now it has a full staircase that leads to this green roof that's an occupiable space, and yet it meets all the requirements of a roof deck without meeting the guidelines for it. And this is, we think, a dangerous precedent. Planning department insists that if the permit holder or future tenants and residents use this green roof illegally as a roof deck, occupiable space, we can file a complaint for enforcement. They put the burden on us citizens to enforce lawful and unlawful usage, which doesn't seem right. That is why we've asked for elements of the roof deck be removed. It seems contrary to um, require us as citizens to do this when the planning department can simply remove the elements of the roof deck from their green roof. 
We don't have a problem with the green roof at all. What we have a problem with is that everything points to this being an occupiable space as a roof deck. And putting the burden on us to enforce it seems, seems to be wrong. At minimum, if guardrails are going to remain on their green roof, then the green roof portion should be set back to align with the guardrail. The um, permit holders claim that the guardrail is necessary for safety due to maintenance of the green roof. They expect weekly maintenance of a green roof. I don't even spend a week uh, every week maintaining my yard, but yet their green roof requires this. This and that they um, they have a green roof that extends, however, beyond the guardrail, only on the south side. On the north side, there's a three foot setback. On the east and west sides, they have a 10 and 15 foot setback of the green roof from the edge of the roof. So there's no fall or safety hazard. Yet on the south side that abuts our property, they have decided to extend the green roof beyond the guardrail. The guardrail is set back five feet at the discretionary review hearing the board required that, and yet the green roof extends beyond that. If in fact the guardrail is required for safety, why do they have the green roof extending beyond the, the guardrail? So we would like that pushed back so that it aligns with the guardrail. The other issue is that um, the permit, um, or the, excuse me, the planning department allowed um, the permit holders to proceed with uh, notification without meeting the 14-day notice requirements. The plans and permits were issued seconds. erroneously because of that. Um, the notice was issued on January 12th and only 13-day notice was given for the meeting to be held. We brought this up with the planning department and yet they knowingly allowed the application meeting to proceed even though the legal 14 days was not provided. The California courts and DBI count the calendar days as the first day um, after the notice date. They should planning department should not be allowing process to continue Thank when you. they That's disregard time. legal Thank notice requirements. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you have time and rebuttal. We, okay. We Thank have... you so much for your time and consideration. Sorry, Thank I went over. No worries. Uh, Commissioner Cheng, you don't have, you re no question. Okay, thank you. We're gonna now move on to the permit holder. I believe Mr. Williams is here, the attorney for the permit holder. Welcome, you have seven minutes. <clears throat> thank you, uh, Steve Williams on behalf of the uh, project sponsor, Jennifer Dolson. Um, Ms. Dolson lives at the subject site at 706 Vermont Street with her partner, Daniel, and their new baby. Uh, it's a two-unit building, uh, something that the appellant uh, continues to overlook when she's comparing the size of the buildings. Um, her parents live in the downstairs unit. Uh, they live in the upstairs unit. Uh, this appeal, uh, just like the application before the Planning Commission, which was unanimously de denied, uh, is a terrible misuse of the project, a process, and has no merit. And let, let me show you why. I have the overhead, please. As you can see, the appellant's building uh, on the left there is a, a much larger building. Um, it is not only larger, it is uphill and to the south. Um, and they're, they're building, uh, a few years back, they completely rebuilt, as you can see, it towers over um, the uh, permit holders building. And let me go to the next slide. It also, 
towers over the building uphill from it, dramatically uphill from it, um, a violation of one of the basic tenets of, of design under, in the planning code. Um, they made their building larger than almost anything on the street for a single-family home. It's larger than some of the multi-unit uh, buildings on the street. Um, so what Ms. Dolson has proposed is much smaller. Um, you can see from the photos that the shadows are cast from the south to the north onto Ms. Dolson's homes. So the idea that um, there's any negative impacts, shadows cast, anything like that, has been completely abandoned uh, by the appellants. That was their, their uh, case at the Planning Commission. And so what this case is really about is the attempt to preserve views from lot line windows and decks. Um, and if we go to the next slide. You can see this is Ms. Dolson's home here. Um, this is the appellant's home. They have a, two decks, two very large decks, directly on the property line. Yet here they are at the Board of Appeals asking that any new construction by their neighbors be set back. This, this area is going to be expanded. It's going to be expanded below as a compromise. They reduced the roof line to below the decks. They had no obligation to do so, but that was one of the many compromises that uh, Ms. Dolson made in this process, and, and she negotiated directly with them. Uh, I put a list of the changes that were made to the project. It was much reduced in the brief at page three. Let me show you the front of the... The large red squares are drawn around their lot line windows of the appellant. Uh, these are built directly on the property line. We asked if they were legalized with the building department's um, process of entering into lot line agreements. They were either unwilling or unable uh, to produce uh, any agreements that would have legalized those. Uh, in any instance, the windows aren't protected. Um, so they built these large direct decks directly on the property line. and. You can see this is the second deck here in the front of the property. It matches the one at the rear. I also put an aerial view um, in, the, in the, um, the brief that I submitted. So y you can see it's, it's a little questionable about the appeal as there's this looming factor of a very much larger building uphill and to the south directly on the property line with uh, lot line decks and lot line windows. Um, um, they've, they've really proven to be a, a moving target during the whole appeal process. And so they, they complained about shadow impacts and privacy almost exclusively at the Planning Commission. And now we have a, a host of new complaints, including uh, a complaint about a pre-application meeting. Yet in their DR materials, they put that they had uh, fully participated and attended the meeting and discussed the project with the sponsor and with the planning staff. Uh, they also complained that the, uh, the, the uh, estimate put in for the project is too low. But of course, we know that can be adjusted any time by DBI, uh, not a reason to deny the permit. Uh, they also claim that there's some sort of violation of the building code. 
don't explain which code section they violate um, or how it's violated. And finally, the, the green roof issue. Um, that seems to be the real focus here. Um, they're concerned that a written comment by a planner on the back of the, the permit will somehow morph this into an occupied roof instead of a green roof. What will be built is what the approved plan is. And the, the project actually does include a roof deck at the third floor. That's in the description, which I also put in the brief. And so it's a, a 648 square foot addition at the third floor in the rear with a roof deck, and that's how the permit reads. And then the green roof is in the front of the building. And so the, the issue of an occupied roof versus a green roof was directly addressed by the Planning Commission uh, on its vote. So if you look at, can I have the overhead again? This is the, the department analysis. Um, first, they found that the project complies with the residential design guidelines and the uh, planning code. And they said that in the event that this becomes an occupied roof, in, in caution of that ever occurring, we're going to set back the rail five feet. And that's what was done. That was what was done at the Planning Commission. And the Planning Department also said that they would approve this as an occupied deck if the project sponsor ever chooses to come forward with it. Um, they wanted to extend the green roof to the edge of the roof just for appearance's sake. It's ugly to have an exposed roof and a green roof everywhere else. So uh, that's time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, please deny the appeal. Thank you. President Swick has a question. Sure. Um, Council, what we're really talking about, I, I, I heard some um, legal precedent and timing issues. Uh, I didn't hear any substantive questions about the building from the appellants. Um, that it was uh, other than the the green roof. Uh, did you hear the same thing? Yes, and and that's been part of the problem. As I said, it's sort of throw everything at wall to see if anything might stick. Time and none of it has. But, but with regard to this uh, this appeal uh, and the building itself and the plans themselves, uh, the the only complaint that I'm hearing and you're giving me your agreement on is uh, whether the green roof is a green roof or, a, or an occupiable roof, which I will follow through with planning and DBI when, when they talk to us later. But is this is basically this is what we're talking about tonight, right? And, and if the language of the permit needs to be clarified, that's fine. Um, I don't think it does. Um, okay. I think well, I, I just wanted a yes, no answer yes. to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Okay. <laughs> yes. Great. Thanks. I appreciate it. Apologize for being long-winded. Okay. Thank you. We'll now hear from the planning department. Thank you. Tina Tam for the planning department. 706 Vermont is a two-unit building in the RH2 zoning district in a 40X Heightenburg district. Constructed before 1900, it's a potential historic resource. The permit is to construct a one-story vertical addition, approximately 650 square feet in size, a new green roof at the top of the new third-story addition, and new stairs at the top of the second story at the rear. The appellant is the neighbor to the south of the subject property. 
And as you know and heard, during the notification process, the appellant, Ms. Ms. Kim, did file a DR request. Ms. Kim cited that the new addition, along with the new green roof at the top of the third story addition, will impact her light, air, and privacy. The DR was heard before the Planning Commission on February the 3rd, 2021, and the Planning Commission voted 7-0 to zero to take discretionary review and approve the project on the condition that the guardrails for the green roof be set back five feet from the property line to the south. Per the appellant's brief, Ms. Kim is, is requesting that this board remove the guardrails and the and the green roof altogether, or set back the green roof to no less than five feet to align with the guardrails. I believe she also uh, mentioned that she wanted the, the, the portion of the vertical addition at the rear to be set back three feet from the shared property line. In terms of the permit, Ms. Kim is also concerned that the planner who reviewed and approved the permit um, might have cited a new roof deck instead of a green roof at the top of the third story vertical addition. Upon reading the planner's citation on the permit, the department does not believe the planner made any errors by approving a new roof deck at the top of the third story addition. The, the roof deck that was cited on the permit by the planner is the roof deck at the top of the second story at the rear of the property and not at the top of the third story addition at the front of the property. In reviewing the architectural plans that accompany the permit, they are consistent with a DR action memo that was adopted by the Planning Commission on February the 3rd, 2021. Therefore, the department recommends that the board deny the appeal and uphold the issuance of the permit. Thank you. President Swick has a question, and then Commissioner Trasvino. These roof decks are such a pleasure to deal with. Um, I'm sorry for my sarcasm. I apologize because I take every one of these very seriously. But they, they, they get confusing. Um, Commissioner Trasvina, you will see about roof decks in your future. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had a roof deck conversation and the whole justification of the roof deck versus and the, and, the, and the rails and the guardrails or no guardrails and what is a roof deck and what isn't a roof deck was a, a whole conversation about a gaining access to mechanical equipment which was on the, the roof deck and I think in the long run we, 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 we approved what was, was there but there was this, this great fear that um, uh, some hocus pocus was in effect that, you know, that they, they were going to use the, the roof deck as a, as a party deck or, or ca causing some disruption. Um, can you clarify what is a roof deck, what is not a roof deck? Is this, this deck, which is the green roof, um, what, what would allow, do you see that it is being allowed, is it being allowed for uh, access uh, on a regular basis uh, for, for use? you know, what you would expect a roof deck is for, sit out there in, sun, in the sun, suntan yourself and look at the beautiful view? Or is this specifically this deck being allowed only for the purposes of a green roof? Help us, please. 
I'll try. Okay. Thank you. That's a really good question. And and like the um, the permit holder stated, this was heavily debated at the planning commission hearing. Um, I'm only here to tell you that the plans are labeled as green roof, but there's no provisions in the planning code that says you couldn't have guardrails on a green roof, or stairs to access, or possibly even occupied a green roof. Um, from the planning department's perspective, and, and, and perhaps maybe even the planning commission, um, we, we, we generally looked at this, this project, this green roof, as something that could be um, a concern with the neighbors and addressed it with, with conditioning the green roof to have the guardrails pull back from the side property line. Right. So by doing that, um, that is a disincentive for use. That is, that is the disincentive for use as a, uh, as a, a, as a party roof deck or a roof deck where people are going to hang out and uh, do what people do on roof decks. No, I don't, I don't think that was the that case. It? The pulling back the guardrails would pre prevent somebody who's using this roof, green roof or, or roof deck, right. to be right on the property line. I see. I see. So, so, so what the Planning Commission, in your view, what the Planning Commission did was recognize the issue of privacy, rec recognize the issue of potential disturbance um, from one one uh, a neighbor to another, and to assist in uh, in alleviating as much disturbance as possible, put in the guardrail so it is smaller, so there would be uh, less chance for disturbance between one neighbor and another. Is that correct? Not so much putting in. The guardrails were proposed, yeah. pulling the guardrails back. Pulling the guardrails back. Sorry, my, my misuse of words. Okay, but the, 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 the same thing. If they would have kept it on the uh, on the edge of the deck, that creates a larger deck. That creates the possibility of more people. That creates the possibility of people hanging over the roof deck and and disturbing the the neighbors and and the with recognition that that might uh, occur and that might be a problem for a neighbor. Those those guardrails will, were pulled back. And in the opinion of the planning department, in the opinion of the uh, the planning commission that was adequate to protect the neighbors uh, with, uh, with the, the plans as they have been uh, submitted and approved, correct? That's correct. Okay, cool, thanks. Uh, Commissioner Trezvinia. Thank you, I just have a couple of questions. In Ms. Kim's testimony, she, as I understand it, she described the addition would turn uh, the house into a seven bedroom, five bath home and you described the addition as 650 square feet. Am I missing something here? Is it the addition is 650 square feet. Correct. I think she's referencing the entire property. And there's two units on the property. The entire square footage of the building, which includes the lower levels. So as Mr. Williams describes it as a two-unit home, mm -hmm. and now it's going to have a 650 square foot addition on top of on top of the two units correct so that all together it becomes a seven bedroom five bath home a five bath uh, property that sounds right but I have to check on the number of bedrooms if that's okay, okay. with sorry uh, uh, so I can with the two 
units being maintained? Correct. Right. So, so this is where I'm sorry for dovetailing on you, Mitch. You were both confused. Um, so the property will have all the bedrooms that they state, however, divided by two. So some of the bedrooms are going to be in the upper unit, some of the bedrooms are going to be in the lower unit. Right. The property as a whole will have the, okay, mm -hmm. great, great. And and second, is there I'm 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 sorry I was not uh, on the com uh, on the board when we when you had the previous discussion about uh, green roofs and decks. I suspect we'll have more in the future. It seems to me that there's an artificial divide between it's a it's a green roof or it's a deck. It seems to me that it can be both. And it seems to me that this green roof like well, I'm supposed to ask you questions, is is it reasonable to conclude that this green roof could be used as a as a deck and it's been approved with that risk and, and, and so that everybody's clear, it seems it, I, what I'm hearing from Mr. Williams is, oh no, it's not a deck; it's a green, it's a green roof, but it can be both. That's correct. I, I'm not aware of any provisions in the planning code that makes the distinction between the two, and that there isn't any sort of ability to occupy a green roof. Thank you. Tina. Commissioner Chang has a question for the Deputy Zoning Administrator. I was just going um, to, maybe I'll wait for deliberation. I was just going to uh, say something about the green roof deck distinction um, in case it's helpful. But I don't know if it's an appropriate time. Let's wait for deliberation on that. Okay, so let's hear from DBI. Uh, good evening again, Commissioners. Uh, Matthew Green representing DBI. Uh, building permit application 2020 0218. 4616 to expand the third floor was filed on February 18th, uh, 2020. After approval by planning, the site permit application was reviewed by DBI and approved on May 17th, 2022. After review and approval by the other relevant city agencies, the site permit was issued on June 9th, 2022. Uh, once again, this is a site permit. No construction can begin before the first construction addenda is issued. Um, a couple items the appellant has brought up. Uh, the appellant states that the bedrooms on the third floor are, is illegal. I believe this is, she's saying she's concerned about the um, exiting from that bedroom. However, information sheet EG02 clarifies that emergency escape and rescue openings below the fourth floor are allowed to discharge to the rear yard if the yard is over 25 foot deep. The rear yard is approximately 28 foot deep. Uh, this local equivalency was approved by the DBI plan checker as well as his supervisor. The appellant also believes that the valuation for the work is too low. Uh, the valuation was determined by the plan checker using DBI's cost schedule, uh, most recently updated in 2017. This cost, this cost schedule is based on the addition of square footage with add-ons for specific items such as a new kitchen or a new bathroom. The plan checker and I ran the numbers again this afternoon and 117,000 is fairly accurate. Uh, the approved plans do show a green roof above the third story with an access stair and a guardrail. There is no requirement for a green roof in residential renovations at this time. Uh, new construction would require a photo, photo uh, solar system or a uh, green roof can replace the solar system. Um, I believe the permit was approved and issued properly and should be upheld. I'm available for any questions you may have. Okay, thank you. 
I don't believe we have any questions right now. We are going to move on to public comment. If you're here for public comment, please raise your hand. I don't see any public comment, so we'll move on to rebuttal. We'll hear from the appellant first. Ms. Kim, you have three minutes. Hello. We'd like to first clarify that um, the issue is not whether we object to a green roof. We don't. The fact is that the permit, the plans were approved only for a green roof. Notification was only issued for a green roof. The requirements of a green roof and a roof deck are very different. You have to have different notifications and the plans and the drawings and the requirements are different for a roof deck. The, the permit holders plans are not, do not meet the requirements of roof deck. So the, what the planning department said right now was not correct. Um, with regards to the permit, um, we're just asking for the physical permit be stated correctly. It doesn't show the green roof. It shows a roof deck. Again, there's confusion because the attorney keeps referencing a third floor roof deck when it's actually a terrace. It's just like off of their bedroom and it, it goes to the stairs to the roof deck. So, or excuse me, to the green roof. We keep talking about roof deck. That's the roof deck that they're talking about, but it's actually a, a physical terrace. They completely take over the third story roof deck that they say terrace um, by adding an addition to it. Um, as for the property, it's used as a single family home, although we've never seen her parents living there. Um, with regards to the light well that the Department of Building talked about, the egress issue, it's not the third floor bedroom that we're talking about. We're talking about the bedrooms on the first and second floor that open into a, an enclosed light well with no egress to any exterior um, access. Um, but most importantly, we want a clarification about the green roof and roof deck. We want the green roof, which we don't have an objection to, they can have their green roof. We just want the permits to accurately be clear in saying that it's a green roof, not a roof deck. Even now the people keep talking about roof deck. There is no roof deck approved, nor is it on their plans. And with the guardrail that they currently have, if they, the reasoning is that it's necessary for safety. Well, we would like the green roof move back on the south side, it's the only part where the green roof goes all the way to the edge beyond the existing guardrail. All other three sides of the guardrail on this green roof has a setback of the roof, um, except the south side. You have 30 seconds left. Thank I'm you. sorry, I was, I was told that I was finished. So that's, that's the reason why those are the things that we would really like clarified, particularly the correction on the physical permit, because we spoke, I spoke with Monica Giacomucci. She did erroneously put down green roof on the physical permit and corrected only the database system. And the reason why this is all confusing is because the permit holders filed for a permit back in 2020 Thank in you. February That's for um, green okay. roof. Thank you, oh. your time is up. Sorry. No problem. We will now hear from the permit holder. Uh, Mr. Williams, attorney for the permit holder. You have three minutes. Thank you, Steve, Steve Williams again. Um, again, you, you just hear a scattershot approach. Um, can I have the overhead again? There is a roof deck, a 
approved on the third floor. It's right there on the plans. I don't know why they keep saying it's not there. It is a two-unit building. Uh, it's going to be uh, 3,600 square feet when it's finished, which is you know about 1,800 square foot per unit, uh, much, much smaller than the 2,700 square foot next door. Um, but this, this roof deck, green roof thing, again, this was directly addressed by the planning department. I will submit this so the, the, the board members can read it. It specifically states, and this, this is the analysis that was done and submitted to the planning commission. This is the last page of the DR analysis, and it says, if and when used as an occupiable floor, it may affect the privacy of the DR requester's home. That's the appellants here. Therefore, we're recommending the setback of the railing at the proposed green roof five feet from the property line without any further reductions in the proposed building massing. So it was directly addressed. That's the issue is that um, they set that back for them. As far as, far as the fall protection, I went straight to the planning department's manual um, that was compiled uh, nearly 10 years ago by the DBI and planning department, and, I, and I, I quoted it extensively in the brief. If you look at page 9 and 10, it says specifically, working on a roof is dangerous. Um, and you know, due to the risk of falling, uh, the risk can be mitigated with fall protection measures or devices that physically prevent someone from falling off the roof, such as a parapet or a railing. Um, the Cal OSHA requires certain levels of safety. Um, and so I, I, I don't understand the objection to the safety measures, which is a guardrail, which is now set back, you know, in the instance that this becomes an occupied roof, and the, the stair access, which is on the opposite side. It's on the, the north side from the appellant's building. And the folks on the north side have no objection to the stair going to the green roof. So it won't have any impact at all uh, on the Kims. So, um, you know, there was a green roof uh, approved. There was also a roof deck approved. Uh, the confusion um, is, is in no one's mind but the appellants. Um, the planner uh, has clarified that the reference to a roof deck is the, the, the new configured roof deck on the, th the uh, third floor off the bedroom, and the green roof is on the front. So uh, do not remove the elements of safety from this roof deck. Thank you, this time. Thank you. Okay, thank you. We will now hear from the planning department. Thank you once again, Tina Tam for the planning department. I, I did speak with Monica Giacomucci and Luis Brada, who's the architect who represented the planning department at the planning commission hearing for the DR. And they both informed me that they, that they did treat the green roof as a feature that may be occupied and that the department had no issues with a roof deck at the top of the third story, should that have been proposed, with the condition that the guardrails be pulled in from the side property lines. I recognize that this label is green roof and we are okay with that. Thank you, President Swig. Um, does it matter one way or the other on the final plans for the, for the comfort of the appellant whether 
it is noted as green roof or roof deck. I mean, what I, I think this this is the level of other than pull back the the, the green roof uh, to the periphery of the. But do, does it matter one, one way or the other? Are we making a mistake by not calling it a green roof? Is this can this be considered a uh, a typographical area era error? Sorry, and can for the for the comfort of the uh, appellant, can we have that uh, that designation as a roof deck? replaced with green roof without anything, any dominoes being affected. You know, Thank we you. having a problem. I don't have the ability to go ahead and relabel something on the plans. That's, that's up to the, the applicant and their, their, their wishes. I, I believe... Commissioner or President Swig is yeah. asking whether we should go ahead and label it as a roof deck. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing from the. I mean, we're getting down to semantics here, um, and I'm, I'm very clear that a green roof is occupiable. I'm very clear that it is, it can be treated like a roof deck. So th there's, there's no issue here. The issue is that the, the appellant seems to be upset that that space, which is which is a green roof, labeled as a green roof on the plan, somehow is being interpreted in the final plans in the planning department as a roof deck. Can, can we do something about that on the, within the planning department? Or, or is the appellant incorrect, and is it called a green roof on the plans in the planning department? In terms of the, the planning department, the planning commission took DR on the permit. Yeah and voted yeah. seven to zero to, um, to allow for the green roof to be labeled as the green roof, okay. knowing and discussing it um, quite extensively that yes, you can occupy a green yeah. roof. But it seems to be that there's, there's upset from the appellant side that there's a typo somewhere that says it's a roof deck. I, I personally, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just trying to make an appellant comfortable that with with something that they they think is wrong but i i really don't care one way or another but because i understand they're they're pretty much the same but i'm just asking that's all thank you does commissioner it, does, it that, oh, sorry. Do, does it matter to 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 planning to anybody except the opponent <laughs> i'm not sure how to answer that okay. i i'm just letting you know what what we went through in terms of the review process how we basically interpret okay. how that's how that space on the roof let that me, could be used could be used seeing, seeing there's no provisions that you could not, not occupy the green roof. Right. Let's put put that aside for a second. Mm -hmm. um, it is it if 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 this is not clearly labeled a green roof, can the the permit holder at some point take away the green roof and just Yes. Uh, put a new surface yes. on it, and yes. So it, it does. It doesn't matter one way or the other. Yes, they can. You, they can go ahead and have a roof deck on the top of the third story addition. Okay. All right. And the it planning really department would allow for it because it would meet the the codes and the design guidelines. Just just trying to 
appease uh, appease and satisfy the public in every way I possibly can, just looking for every angle that that, the, that we have a, a fair hearing for both parties. That's all. Sometimes I get myself in trouble. Uh, Mr. Chesvinia, please. Thank you, Mr. President. I'll try to frame this in a question if I'm limited to asking questions at this point. It seems to me that I would differ from President Swig in that the assurance that the Ms. Kim is looking for isn't the label, it's that she doesn't want the area beyond the guardrail to be used and occupied. It, and it also, it, is, there any, is there any prohibition, is there any purpose for the guardrail to reduce the use or occupants of the area between the guardrail and the edge of the, of the roof? Does the guardrail serve that purpose? That may be a question for the applicant. Um, we oftentimes do pull back rails to keep and limit the occupancy to the area within the area confined by the guardrails. But there's nothing that would prevent someone from going over the cross, over the guardrails to mend and take care of and maintain greenery if there's greenery on the other side. But I think we've established that the fear is it's going to be a party deck or a roof deck, and I guess I'm, I I I don't know whose idea it was to put in a five put in the guardrails at the five foot point, but does that? It it was um, the planning commission um, with the recommendation by the planning department, and that sort of um, sort of. Design sort of um, approach is very common for a lot of our, our decks, the ones we saw earlier this night, pulling it back from the side property line, uh, pulling roof decks with guardrails from the edges, very common in almost all of our projects. But it's your view that in this case, it doesn't provide any assurance or protection that the area between the guardrail and the edge will be any less used just be having a guardrail there. That's correct. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Chang. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me, I guess uh, just another clarification question. Procedurally, is there any difference from the planning department's lens in process between a roof deck and a green roof? Okay, that, I think that, that was the concern raised by the appellant, and it seems like the intent uh, of the guardrails pull, pulled back five feet from the property line is to discourage the use between the property line and the guardrail, but you can't necessarily prohibit it. It's, it's just the intent behind that. Is that right? Pretty much. I mean, most people don't go to the edge of the building without any sort of safety mechanism if right. you're 30 feet up in the air. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. We will now hear from the Department of Building Inspection. Um, thank you. Um, the appellant mentioned some concern about the egress from the, um, the bedrooms. I was just looking at the plans there. I don't see any issue with the egress. So. Just want to clarify that um, the, the guardrails serve as you know a minimum safety standard, 
uh, there's nothing to prevent the occupant from hopping over the guardrail and walking over to the edge of the roof. But we're not here. The building code is not designed to, you know, um, enforce people's behavior. It just provides the minimum safety standards and advise them not to go over that. The guardrail prevents people from, you know, inadvertently wandering to the to the edge of the roof. Available for any questions you might. Thank you. Sorry, I just have one quick question, and I may may have. Maybe I should have asked Ms. Tam. Is there any, is it hard to add the term green roof to the approved permit? Can Monica, for example, go to the permit and write in green roof in addition to roof deck to make it abundantly clear and initial it with the date? Uh, I mean, it's easy to do. I'm just not sure the, 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 whether that's legal or not. You have an approved permit here. That would probably be constitute a change to the permit, which would require four votes. You'd have to grant the appeal and issue the permit on the condition it be revised to require the addition of the language. Thank you. Commissioners, this matter is submitted. Okay, Commissioners. Uh, Commissioner Chesina, any any comments, questions? Motion doesn't. I'm going to take the uh, prerogative of being a new member to defer to my senior members here, and I'd be happy to hear what your suggestions are before I comment uh, one way or the other. Uh, Commissioner Chang. Thank you, President Swig. I'm inclined to deny the appeal on the basis that it was properly issued. I I would agree. Um, I you know we got uh, you saw me get hung up on semantics and fall right down into the swamp and get a muddy face. Uh, so uh, I and it's been clarified to us that a green deck, uh, roof deck. Uh, pretty much all the same. If we wanted to take the extra step uh, to, at your suggestion to have two words changed, that would require um, a whole other, uh, you know, another hearing. We're dealing with this another hearing. I don't think it's necessary if, you, if I have your permission. And so I would accept any motion that you would uh, put forward in that spirit. Fain uh, can, can, can look for any possible reason uh, to uh, prolong the process or to uh, oppose something that they, that they just don't like. Uh, but I, I, do, I do feel that with the, uh, in, in, in the Kim's case that, it, that it's not semantics, it is a, just a basic 
understanding of a feeling that there's a difference between a green roof and and the roof deck uh, and that is something I think it's upon all of us to be able to help people understand earlier in the process so that they uh, that neither side has has to go to a prolonged effort uh, to get some of these questions resolved we we in, we encourage we encourage everybody is encouraged to talk to each other so they don't even have to get here uh, today were uh, two good examples of that you're absolutely right we encourage uh, the public that they should be talking to each other as much as possible sometimes there are circumstances that prevent that one party or another some sometimes they just never get there which is why they pay us the big bucks to you know hold these hearings so we that's why I uh, for your benefit I'm saying this um, uh, that's why I, I bend over backwards to sometimes to make sure we have super hyper clarity from uh, from either uh, the building department or from planning so that everybody walk they may not walk out of here happy uh, but they'll walk out of here uh, uh, knowing to the best of our ability to get the what are the facts out on the on the table and so I agree with you uh, completely. In a perfect world, everybody would talk to each other, and we wouldn't have to we wouldn't have to convene. But that's where we that's where we're headed. Your efforts and and others efforts efforts to do that because even though we do not have a packed house here, there are people who watch these proceedings and they understand from proceeding to proceeding, and this is the ultimately the way to educate the public absolutely as to what their rights and responsibilities are and uh, then promote uh, fewer fewer cases coming before us. Abs absolutely correct. And in the case of roof decks, we will hear more. And in the case of uh, decks in, in backyards, we will hear more because those are, um, those are areas of concern uh, between uh, neighbors and also areas of concern within neighborhoods. So uh, become familiar with uh, these types of uh, discussions for the future um, so thank you very much for your 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 point of view um, Commissioner Chang would you like to move forward that motion I feel like I've taken the floor today I'm happy for you to no because motion. in a couple of weeks ago we, a couple of weeks from now we won't have the the pleasure of your company anymore so we want to work you as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure move to deny the appeal on the basis that it was properly issued Thank you. Okay, we have a motion from Commissioner Chang to deny the appeal and uphold the permit on the basis that it was properly issued. On that motion, Commissioner Trasvina? Aye. President Swig? Aye. Okay, that motion carries three to zero and the appeal is denied. So this concludes the hearing. And we're done. Thank you very much. Thank you.